if you want to have success, you've got to be disciplined. You've got to be committed. You've got to be consistent. Those are three just things that you can do that you have complete control over that you can show up every single day. You can give it 100% and you're going to have success. Welcome to the Impact Entrepreneur Show. My name is Mike Flynn, and I'm stoked you've decided to join me on this journey to bring about a massive and positive change in the lives of others. Every week, you're going to join me behind closed doors, where I will introduce you to entrepreneurs, leaders, and innovators from a variety of industries to learn how their contributions are impacting the lives of others and how they are having a game-changing impact in the world. Thanks for investing your time with me today. Now, Brace for Impact. On today's episode of the Impact Entrepreneur Show, I introduce you to Ryan Mickler. Ryan is a husband, father, Iraqi war combat veteran, and the founder of Order of Man. Ryan grew up without a permanent father figure in his life and has seen firsthand how a lack of strong, ambitious, and self-sufficient men has impacted society today. He believes many of the world's most complicated problems could be solved if men everywhere learned how to be better husbands, fathers, businessmen, and community leaders. It has now become his life's mission to help men across the planet step more fully into their roles as protectors, providers, and presiders over themselves, their families, their businesses, and their communities. You can find him blogging and podcasting at Order of Man, where he is working to help men become all they were meant to be. Don't be a podcast junkie. Bust out your pens and paper. Take some notes. We cover a lot of ground in today's episode, including Ryan's vision for the Order of Man, what he desires for his audience, eight key areas that he talks about on a regular basis. We even talk about how men are fulfilling their roles as men at home while their wives go out and actually perform in a career and bring home the bacon, so to speak. So brace for impact as we welcome Ryan Mickler. Ryan, welcome to the Impact Entrepreneur Show, where we interview entrepreneurs and game changers who are using their platform to have a game-changing impact in the lives of others. And let me tell you why I'm excited about having you as a guest today. So most entrepreneurs think about building a product, right? And, sure. and, yeah. and that's what they're going to sell. And that's, that's going to be the transfer of value uh, that they're going to have with people in the world, and that's going to represent uh, their their reality. But for you, you've you've built a community, and are building a community of people that are are really diving into the topic of of manhood. That's your your platform, really, and you've built this community, and that is the primary product, if you will, that that you're creating. And I want to, and we're going to dive into that. And maybe if I if, if that's a misconception, you can correct me. But, but before we get into the order of man, I always ask my 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 guests a few key questions that to kick the conversation off. And the first one is, if you could pick any superpower, what would it be, and how would you use it? And then when you when you answer that part, there's a second question, which is, how can we apply the essence of that superpower 
in our entrepreneurial journeys? Yeah. So I knew you'd be asking me this. So I, I wasn't quite sure, you know, I didn't come up with something great like x-ray vision or the ability to fly or anything like that. But uh, although those would be cool, my superpower would be clarity, just knowing what to do and cutting through the clutter in any situation and just being extremely clear on what needs to be done in any situation. That might be a cop out, but I think that would be such a tremendous benefit that anybody could have that uh, if I could have anything, that'd probably be what it would, what it would be. Yeah. Instant clarity. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Wouldn't that be awesome? Give me some of that. Yeah, that's right. So because we, we, there's a lot of noise in the world and distractions and shiny objects that, that we take and, and pursue, how can we apply the essence of that superpower? How can, what, what can we do or what are you doing to get clarity every day? Yeah, I mean, I think it applies in any area of life, whether that's your relationship with your spouse or in business, whatever it may be. There is a lot of clutter. There is a lot of noise. And so the ability to be able to cut through that clutter, cut through that noise and figure out what is going to be the best course of action. So in, in reality, I think what we run into is not a lack of information. There's so much information out there, especially especially in the entrepreneurial space, whether it's podcast or a blog or videos or any social media platform out there. But what's happening and and what's making things so difficult, I think, and in this case for entrepreneurs, is information overload. So you've got, Mike, you're saying one thing and I'm saying a different thing and so-and-so saying something else. And then all of a sudden we get inundated with all this information and we don't do anything. And I think that's where clarity comes in. What do you want? What are you hoping to accomplish? Who are you listening to? What information are you putting in your mind? And then what's the first step? That's what I talk to people all the time. Just get very clear on what the very first step is. And don't worry about anything else until you make that next step. Once you've done that and you feel like you've got a grasp for whatever that step is, only then should you be worrying about the next step. So that's, I think, a little bit of the practical application of clarity, whether it comes, again, to entrepreneurship or relationships or any area of life. Why do you think as individuals that we we allow ourselves to just get swept away by distraction? Well, I think there's a, there's a couple things here. Number one is probably ego, right? I, I think that if we take a step and it happens to be the wrong step, that's damaging to us. So there's fear that's uh, making us afraid of making that first step. But why are we afraid? Well, we're afraid of damaging our reputation. We're afraid of the way we might look. We're afraid of ridicule or somebody mocking us or giving us a hard time about the vision that we have for the future. And so that's a, that's an ego thing. That's a pride issue. So I think that's a big deal. And then the other side of it, it's just way comfortable to learn and not actually apply any information. I can sit down and I can read a book. I can take an hour, two hours a day and sit there and read a book. And that's really easy to do. Nobody has a problem doing that. But then you're telling me I actually have to apply that stuff. I actually did a Facebook post this morning about that same issue. We hear the thing, knowledge is power. That's wrong. Knowledge is not power unless it's actually applied in your life. So you have to have both knowledge and the ability to execute on that knowledge in order to have success. But it's a lot harder to execute than it is just to continually learn. That's why uh, we have these these students. They go to school forever, right? Right. And they never walk away with a degree. They don't, they're not doctors. They're not attorneys. They just never walk away. They're professional students. This is a problem. This is an issue because they're not applying that knowledge to better the world. I love that. I love that. You know, and at the at the end of my intro and all of my podcasts, right before we get into the show, I I always do a call to action, which is, you know, don't be a podcast junkie. Yeah, right. You know, right. Yeah. Bust out your pen and paper, take some notes, actually act 
act on the information that you and my other guests share. So what was the impact moment that launched you, that inspired you to create the Order of Man platform and podcast and, uh, you know, uh, mastermind and yeah, inter- sure. et cetera. Sure. Yeah. You know, I, I get this question a lot. Like what was that aha moment? And we hear that a lot. And the reality is I don't know that there was any given moment. I mean, this, this journey of mine literally started from the time that I was born. My dad, unfortunately was out of the picture by the time I was three years old. He, uh, he did stay into my life to what degree he could, which was, which was good. Uh, I had another stepfather come into my life when I was uh, about nine years old. And then I had another stepfather come into my life when I was about 13, 14 years old. And I never really had an example of what it meant to be a man and, uh, and how to be a good dad, how to be a good father, how to be a good community leader and a business owner. I never had that example. So I really floundered. I really struggled. And uh, as especially as I got married and I started to have kids, I just had no idea how guys are supposed to do this thing. So I went on a journey for myself to figure this out. And I read books. I listened to podcasts. I engaged in blogs. I hired mentors. I mean, all the stuff that I'm sure, Mike, you're talking about on the show, I did. And I started to get a handle on this thing. And I think Again, going back to that action mindset that I told you about a little bit earlier is that I think if you really want to be successful in life, you can't sit on the sidelines. We call them lurkers, right? People that are mm-hmm. lurking on a Facebook page or people that have listened, even Mike, to your show that haven't ever reached out and said, hey, you're doing a great job or here's what I've implemented. That would be really cool because you know exactly what, what kind of impact you're having. And I realized for me that I can't be kind of dabbling in this conversation. I can't just be sitting on the sideline trying to pick some things up here and there. I've actually got to be engaged in this conversation. And with my personality and mentality is I don't want to be having the discussion. I want to be leading the discussion. So I threw my hat in the ring and it's giving me access to guys like yourself and literally thousands of other successful men across the planet. And those are the selfish reasons that I have access to those guys now and I can improve my life. But in all reality, I've been able to be a catalyst for change in other men's lives, too, because they've gone through the same things that I have. So it's a culmination of a lot of different experiences and me just having the desire to actually step into the game and take action on it. Now, as you were as you were kind of formulating the the order of man based on your life experience and just a real need just personally for yourself. Right. You have a military background. So did did some of your military training and experience in the military shape your outlook for order of man? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I've always been somebody who's been very structured, been very organized, been very deliberate about the things that I'm doing in any area of life. And the military has helped obviously solidify that as well. And I think that if you want to be successful, you know, I look at the, uh, the podcast and the blog, we've go, been going for about 15, 16 months now. If you want to have success, you've got to be disciplined. You've got to be committed. You've got to be consistent. Those are three just things that you can do that you have complete control over that you can show up every single day. You can give it a hundred percent and you're going to have success. I've seen guys that have started similar podcasts, similar platforms, similar blogs to what I'm doing that started roughly the same time that I have that have not had the same success we have. And some of them aren't even in existence. And part of it is, and most of it is just because of the lack of consistency and the discipline to do things, even though you may not want to do it. This is like my dream right now. I'm doing the things, I'm waking up, I'm engaged, I'm communicating with guys, and I'm having the conversations that are meaningful to them, but they're also meaningful to me. But that doesn't mean 
that I enjoy every waking minute of it. And to be able to have the discipline and commitment and fortitude to drive through those things, even when you don't want to do it, is really what's going to spell the difference between failure and success. So you, you talked a little bit about organization and how that's a key differentiator and and the discipline to be organized. Sure. And and you know the military definitely. I'm I'm a I'm an army brat. My dad was an army officer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and so you know being systems and processes and and being organized is definitely something I was brought up with as well. But it's still something I struggle with. I'm not, I'm not to be honest the most organized person. Um, and so for someone like myself or other people who are listening who, where that's just, they're not naturally inclined to be structured and organized. Sure. What are things that, that they can do to build that muscle? Yeah. So, well, let's talk about this from two different standpoints, because I think first and foremost, I can tell you all the things that I do, but if you're not an organized person, it's going to be very difficult for you to implement. So, I don't know that you necessarily need to be completely organized, but you do need to have organization in your life. So whether that's you doing it or whether that's you bringing somebody in to help you with the organizational side of things, whatever you need to do, you've got to figure it out. So let's talk about that first, because if if it's a weakness, you don't necessarily have to fix that. And it may not ever become your strength. This is counterintuitive. This is opposite of what a lot of people think of. It doesn't mean you don't have to fulfill that, that that doesn't need to be taken care of. It just means that maybe you're not the guy to do it. Maybe you're the visionary. Maybe you're the person who has an idea and you can launch that idea, but maybe you're not great with follow through. Uh, For me, I am really good at taking action, but when it comes to very detailed, the processes, the systems and things like that, I'm not a huge fan of all the, the nitty gritty details, but that stuff needs to be addressed. All right. So that's first and foremost. I just want to bring that up. Just address it. Got it. Even though it may not be necessarily that it's you that's doing it. Now, that being said, I think there's a lot of tools that are very easy to use. One of the tools that I use, I call it my weekly battle plan. I can make this available to the guys, or if they want, use whatever they want. Or Mike, maybe you have something. But I get up every day, and I literally, I schedule this stuff out. If you're not going to schedule your day out, including the planning that you're going to be doing every day, the, the likelihood of it actually getting done is very minimal. And so what I do is when I wake up, I've got a morning routine that I go through. And part of that is completing this weekly battle plan. So I go through and I've got five to 10 different things that I do every single day, exercise, meditate, read, journal, plan out my day. These are just things I do without fail. They're non-negotiables. So I've literally got a list. It's just like a a checkerboard basically. And I'll just check those off. I want to check those off and see that I've done them. In addition to that, I've got a section where I I know that daily tasks, things are going to come up. Somebody's going to email me. Uh, somebody's going to need some help with whatever. It could be anything. And I'm going to write that down so I can get to that when it's appropriate. But then I've also got a goal section in there. What do I actually want to get accomplished today? Like what is important for me when it comes to the relationships I have with my kids or the relationships I have with my wife? What's important with my health? What's important with my money? What's important for me, my self-mastery? And so I'll list out those uh, those goals each and every day. I do this without fail. But then in addition to that, I think that's going to help people get a lot more organized, number one. But in addition to that, everybody talks about the daily plan, right? I'm sure every single guest that you've had on has some sort of daily ritual, morning ritual that they use. Absolutely. But what I would suggest and what a lot of people aren't talking about, and this is a military term as well. It's an army term. I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's the after action review, Mm -hmm. right? Going back at the end of the day and looking and deciding, okay, what did I want to get accomplished? And so you can look at this list, this, this plan that you have in front of you. 
What did I want to get accomplished? What was I able to check off? What didn't I get done? Why wasn't able to, I able to do it? And then what am I going to do tomorrow? So I'm very deliberate and spend a lot of time planning out my day before I even get into execution. I don't want to be reckless with the things I'm doing. I want to be very deliberate. So every step I'm taking and every conversation I'm having and everything that I'm doing is maximum efficiency. This episode is brought to you by the Lawton Marketing Group, a full-service advertising and design agency specializing in websites, social media, apps, logos, and more. Based in Oklahoma, they work with clients across the nation from small businesses to large corporations and everything in between. You can find them right now on the web at www.lawtonmg.com or call them at 580-275-2063. Connect with them now for a complimentary competitive analysis of your website. Just tell them the Impact Entrepreneur told you to call. I think having a routine and sticking with it is it's like building muscle memory and yeah and it's just going to make things easier somebody who you had on your show and whose book i've read and and i'm working on getting on my show is jocko willink and his his big thing Mm. is discipline equals freedom Freedom, Uh, yeah yeah and and it's so true it's such a simple concept yet incredibly challenging to implement because going back to all of the the lack of clarity that we have in our daily lives on what it is that we're best at and sure. what we want to accomplish. Well, that, and then the other side of it is that it's not sexy, right? It's right. not sexy to have this plan. And I've got a 10 step plan of what I'm going to do today. And I do that without fail. That's not really fun and exciting, especially after you've hit certain plateaus. The prime example that I can think of is exercise. If you're 50 pounds overweight and you go into the gym two, three times a day, and you make some minor tweaks to your diet, you're going to see huge results, boom, immediately. Mm -hmm. But you start losing 30, 40 pounds, man, that last 10 to 20 pounds gets a lot more difficult. And you have to continue to do the same thing, even though you're not seeing the dramatic results. So it's a lot of faith as well when you're an entrepreneur deciding that, hey, I know if I do these few things, these key metrics, if I do these key steps and take these key actions I'm not even going to worry about the results. I'm going to measure my success on doing these things, and then I'm going to wash my hands and let the chips fall where they may. Really hard to do, but that's probably the most appropriate way to handle it. It's so funny you said that because I, I've been thinking about this and you know the the not sexy factor, mm-hmm. we'll call it, but it, it's because we've been fooled a little bit, I think, by social media where we think everything is everything that we see on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, whatever is spontaneous. Yeah. yeah. But the the reality is, is that most people have, you know, planned for the perfect lighting for that shot. They've taken 10 different takes of that picture before they actually post it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, spontaneity today is an illusion and planning is really where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we see it in social media, but then we also see it in the movies, right? It's, it's the hero who can't defeat the bad guy the night before, but then somebody comes and whispers the magic phrase into his ear. And all of a sudden he wakes up the next morning and (laughs) he's able to defeat the enemy or one quarter of football. They're completely horrible. And then they're like, come on guys, we can do this. And that second half, they just destroy him because somehow they miraculously change. It doesn't work like that. It just takes time and you got to work the plan. So when you were beginning to build this platform and and as you continue to grow, what did you 
envision your audience to look like? Or did you, when you were, maybe back up a step, when you were getting ready to launch this thing and it was kind of, you know, percolating in your mind, mm-hmm, did, mm-hmm. did you think about who your audience was going to be and what their needs were and, and, and things like that? You know, I, I did it for me, Mike. I mean, if I'm being real honest with you, I didn't really spend a whole lot of time about who my avatar was and what's the guy's name and is he married and blah, 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 blah. I didn't think about that stuff because I did it for me. And so okay. if I was to look at it now and you were to ask me, Ryan, who's your avatar? My avatar is somebody who's 35 years old. They're married. They probably have kids. They've got a young family. Uh, they're probably starting in their career, maybe five to 10 years in their career. They feel like they really should have more out of life than they currently do. And for some reason, they haven't able to bridge that gap. I could go on and on and on about this, but the reality is I just described myself. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I mean, you've got to, you've got to know who it is, but I think if you create something for yourself, you'll never have a problem identifying who it is you're trying to talk with. Well, I mean, I, I, it it was kind of a trick question because when I, I did the same thing and, and when I, when I, you know, in my opening monologue on episode one, I, I did this monologue and it really was you know, me talking to myself. Yeah. Right. And, and, uh, and I think that every great thing that's created is born from a place of, of personal need. And, and it's the, it's the true for your show. It's true for my show. But now as you've been at it for, you know, a little more than a year, what do you desire for your community? I really want them to have, I talk about three different strengths. Uh, we, what well, my goal is to help men become better leaders. All right. That's the overarching vision. I want them to become better leaders of themselves. I want them to be able to lead and preside over their families. I want them to be able to lead in their businesses and their communities. That's what I want. But in order to have that, I think you've got to work on three different strengths. So we talk a lot about physical strength and just taking care of your mind and your body, right? Physical strength. Then we have mental fortitude. All right. This is mental toughness. This is resiliency. This is overcoming obstacles and hardships and doing hard things and having the resilience to continue. And then we talk about emotional resiliency. So not being scattered, not letting other people offend you. I mean, this is emotional resiliency. This is emotional toughness. So we talk a lot about those things. To answer your question, if I can help guys in those three strengths in order for them to be better leaders, they're going to live more fulfilled lives. They're going to have deeper relationships. They're going to have more wealth. They're going to be able to succeed in business. Whatever it is that a man is trying to accomplish, he can do that by becoming a better leader and having the strengths that I talk about. Mm, that's powerful. And, and it kind of made me think about a, a different question. Um, you know, in my audience, it's about 50% men, 50% women. Uh-huh. Yeah. And my wife listens to the show and a lot of, uh, her girlfriends listen to the show and they're married and they have husbands and you know, they want their husbands to be the best versions of themselves. So what, how can the women in our lives help us become the best versions of ourselves and how can we as men equip them to, to help us? Yeah, that's, that's actually, I don't know that I've ever been asked that question, but it's one that's been on my mind. I think as a society, not, this is not specific. We'll get into the specifics, but I think as a society, I see a lot of women out there who completely accept a man, not really stepping into his role as a man. And I look at a man, a, a man's primary responsibilities are to protect himself, his loved ones, his family, his community. So protection provide for. So get out into the workforce, provide value, and then in return, bring home the bacon. That's your job as a man. 
And then the third component is to preside, to be a leader. We talked a little bit about that already. So I think generally in society, and it's horrible to see that women don't really care all that much if guys aren't doing these things. They'll bring them into the house. They won't allow, they won't uh, force them in a way to go out and provide value to the family. And they're not leading. They're not doing the things that they need to be doing. And I see that. And it's almost like mind boggling that a woman would allow that to happen. So Mm. I think as a society, that's number one. I think women need to hold men accountable to the things that men should actually be doing. Don't let us get away with things like hold us to that. Now, specifically, when it comes to a spouse, for example, uh, my wife, I mean, she's a prime example. I could not be the man that I am today without her strength and without her support in the things that she does. We're fortunate enough where she gets to stay at home and she raises our four kids. She's always wanted to be a homemaker and she does that. And that allows me to step into the role that I have to do. So I don't think it's about being the same. I think it's about being different and finding your strengths and weaknesses between you and your spouse and how you can work together and make sure that you're on the same page. So my wife doesn't let me get away with much. If I'm slacking off, she's willing to tell me that. And I've told her that I need you to tell me that. I need you to hold me accountable to being the best dad that I can be, to being the best husband that I can be, to be the best business owner that I can be. And when we're better at those things, those cross over into different lines. So I know that's kind of general in the advice on how women can hold men to being men. But I Mm -hmm. think um, being a woman actually plays a big role in how guys are expected to perform and be masculine. And I think it also comes down to communication and, and uh, you know, both the man and the woman making sure that they're communicating on a regular basis, on a daily basis, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and identifying strengths and weaknesses. And, and, you know, honestly, there are a lot of, you know, I know a couple of, of people of men in, in my life where, you know, as they were, as they started in their journey with their wives, it became clear that their, their wives careers were, were better than were better than theirs in terms of the ability to, you know, provide financially for sure, maybe like the potential or something you know, like that. The yeah. potential, and so and so they they had the humility to you know say, you know what, I'm okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay at home and provide for my family by being physically present to my children, and my wife um, is going to go out there and and crush it. And and sure. I think I think about my brother, and he's. He's he works part time for us, and he and he work and he's also a stay at home dad primarily, and he's crushing it. I mean, he's like the best dad that that I I've I've seen. You know, the, the relationship that he's building with his kids. So I think it it comes down to really communicating about what your strengths and weaknesses and opportunities are. The same thing, the same way you would do like some sort of a SWOT analysis on on a business. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, you talk a lot about eight key areas. You talked about three. A moment ago, and maybe you could fill in the blanks on on the other five. Yeah, sure. Do you have one in particular you want to talk about first, or I mean, we? I, I think you, I, let's talk about mastery. Okay. Yeah. So, well, and and more specifically, I talk about self mastery, and so self mastery is really here's here's why self mastery is so hard. Self mastery is difficult to even talk about because everybody's different. So, Mike, what you're struggling with and what you need to improve upon in life is completely different than what I do. But I refer to what I call the natural man. Okay. The natural man is, tends to be lazy. He tends to be unorganized. He tends to be undisciplined. 
and self-mastery is about overcoming those things that you have struggles with and getting better in those key areas. Does that mm. make some sense? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah. that that's what self-mastery is. And again, it's different for everybody else, but if you can identify what it is that I really struggle with and then work on those things to improve, then when you master yourself, every area of your life is going to get better. Why do you think that we we don't take the time to to do that, to pay attention to those to those things? That's the path of least resistance, right? It's a whole lot easier to not do it, to just coast by, to stay comfortable, to maintain the status quo, to stay inside your comfort zone. It's whole, a whole lot easier to do that than spend some time thinking and being aware and spending time realizing and understanding what you're struggling with and then actually doing something to improve it. This is the natural man I was referring to. You've got to find it. You've got to, number one, recognize that the natural man is actually there. And number two, that you actually want to overcome it, that you want to get better at it. I love it. I love it. Is this what you want to be known for? For the uh, for for yeah. order of man or order of man, yeah, order of man is this is this is this is kind of the 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 concluding type question, which is how will you measure your life? Is this what you want to be known for? Yeah, I you know, I um, that's a good question. No, not necessarily. I, I don't. I mean, I think this is part of it. But if you were to ask me, what do I want to be known for? What's my legacy? My legacy are my children, right? I really want to mm -hmm. make sure I grew up without a permanent father figure in my life. And the reason I was placed here on this planet is to be the best dad and the best husband that I could be for my family so that they can have all of the opportunities. I, I've spent a lot of time thinking about why I do the things that I do. What is the underlying trend between whether it's order of man or when I was doing the financial planning or any decision that I make in life. And for me, it's about empowerment for my family. I want to empower them to live the life that they want to live. My oldest son talks all the time about being a, and I quote him on this, a cowboy animal doctor. <laughs> and in order for him to have that, he's going to need to have some education. He's going to need to have some financial resources. He's going to need to have some support in the trek that he's on. And if I'm not being the best man that I can be, there's no way that's going to happen for him. So my legacy is, again, my children. And what's cool about this, I talk a lot about this, and I think what a lot of guys have concerns with is what we call the quote-unquote work-life balance, mm -hmm. right? Like how do we balance our family and our personal lives with the work that we know is important and the work that we want to be doing? And for me, you've got to be congruent. It's about congruency. It's about matching every hat that you wear, whether that's your work hat or your community hat or your volunteer hat or your dad hat or your husband hat and finding a way to integrate those so that you're not different people to, a, excuse me, a different person to different people, mm -hmm. that you're always the same. And the work is in line with the way that you view your family responsibilities. Then your community service is in line with the way that you view your work life. And all of those things are congruent. And that's really going to help you be more efficient and then just live a more fulfilled life. Powerful. And I love the fact that your son is going to be a, a hybrid of Crocodile Dundee and Dr. Doolittle. That's right. That's right. That, <laughs> I'll have to talk to him about that because I'm sure he would love that analogy. Yeah. You've got, you've got, a, has he seen Crocodile Dundee? I mean, he's got, I don't think he had, no, I don't think yeah. he has. What was really interesting is, is my in-laws, they have uh, some land here in Southern Utah and they have two cows and, and they slaughter, they butcher those cows each year. And my son, he said, because he went over and and one of the cows was being butchered and he went over to see that because he's fascinated by their muscles and, and their internal organ. He's fascinated by that stuff. And so he went over there and he came back and he says, dad, I don't want to be an animal doctor anymore. I want to be a butcher. 
It's, so he's like staying on the said same thread line, probably opposite sides of the fence, but uh, he, he is fascinated funny. by that stuff. That's funny. Any final thoughts for our audience or, or any questions I should have asked, but didn't? Um, no, you know, as far as questions you didn't ask, I, I don't know. You did a great job, man. I, you, you know your audience better than me, but uh, if I was to reiterate one thing, and this is for entrepreneurs, this is for husbands and wives and mothers and fathers and just human beings is to stop sitting on the idea that you have. Like stop sitting on that million dollar idea or that idea that's going to change the world or it's going to change your life and start taking action on it. Take that very first step, do the actions, do the steps and let everything else fall where it may. It might work out, it might not, but you're going to be better because you took action and the world would be better because you did as well. Where can I send my listeners to learn more about you and your show and your resources? Yeah. So our home base is orderofman.com. So we've got everything there. It's uh, We've got uh, all the blogs, the podcasts, it's all up there. Another resource where I can turn uh, a lot of guys onto, this is for men in this case exclusively, is our closed Facebook group. So if you go to facebook.com slash groups slash order of man, request access, we'll let you get in there. We've got, I think, just over 5,000, maybe 5,100 guys or so right now having some amazing conversations about what it means to be a man and masculinity and all the things that are important to us. That's Yeah, I am a member of that group, and it, cool. it is very interesting yeah. uh, to, to hear the dialogue and see the dialogue going back and forth yeah, definitely. amongst men of from around the world in all different phases of, of life and career and yeah, uh, yeah. age, age and, you know. Cultural uh, so, beliefs and spiritual yeah, beliefs. I mean, absolutely. it gets at times it gets interesting and, and there's some bickering and things like that here and there. But for the most part, we have a pretty uh, civil conversation about uh, masculinity. Absolutely. Well, Ryan, I want to say thank you for being a guest on the Impact Entrepreneur Show and impacting our listeners today. You bet. I appreciate the opportunity, Mike. Good luck with everything, man. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, Ryan, for joining us today. We will link to all of the amazing resources you mentioned in our show notes. If you weren't able to take notes or you missed something, don't worry, we have you covered. Visit www.theimpactentrepreneur.net forward slash 22 for a summary of the conversation. And of course, you can always listen more than once. My mission is to have an impact in the lives of others. And one way you can help me do that is by going to iTunes and writing a review and rating the show. This bumps us up in the charts so that we can attract more people and impact more lives. Lastly, thank you to Cody and his team at podcastmasters.net for helping me produce a quality show. And thank you for tuning in and listening. Now go make an impact. Impact.